And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. can't get over it dude i keep forgetting we've been doing a lot of these two-parters buddy this is our third two-parter back yeah, to back to yeah. back to back yeah you've been going on these long monologues yeah. well you know we've taken over the writers uh, guild buddy somebody's got to put out content yeah. for these people no fucking uh chat gpt for you absolutely you just, well, actually not. it's still kind of a ai version which you do but still but it's fine we're but they're like 35,000 word scripts you, you've been pumping out, dude. Well, it's not just that. Like I said, when you get into a zone and you're on a heater, you've been hot, coming in hot with some zingers. I've been, you know. Bro, by the way, if we were able to record these podcasts yeah. and I was able to smoke heaters, man, yeah. it would be so, more, so well, much more enjoyable. You know what? It might be on the table. <laughs> no. Okay. We're not going to be able to smoke indoors. Come on. Guys, welcome to episode 44 of Down on the Docks. My name is Chris Neff, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and producing partner, Dave Sarah. How are you, buddy? Hello. Don't call me your partner. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. Uh, this is episode 44, so if you're just discovering our podcast, be noted, this is part two of Money Shot, the Pornhub story. So you want to back up to episode 43 and start there. More yes. importantly... Yeah, if, turn this smut off and go yes, back and listen to it right now. get all your smut. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, if you have just discovered Down on the Docks, welcome. This show is a uh, passion project of mine, and the gist is this. We discuss documentaries in long form, and at the end of the uh, podcast, I try and convince Dave to watch them. And I never do. We don't know about that. I never you do. You might today. Maybe. So uh, if you, like I said, if you're just finding us, what helps us around here, Dave, to keep us successful? Guys, five star review. I can't leave it uh, alone. All right, you're gonna go. You got to go to Apple Podcasts. You got to leave us a five star review. Tell me how much I suck mm -hmm. on there if you have to. Yeah, or you could tell me I'm good. Whatever. Or, um, whatever. It takes. I am good, and I'm really the best thing about this. Well, podcast. we appreciate those reviews. Yes, but please, five star review. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm working on Anchor this week to get everything up on the Spotify. But if you can leave us review, you realize you're telling that to people that are list only listening to <laughs> Apple, so they can't hear you, <laughs> okay, right? Good point. <laughs> we did have some technical difficulties last week with Anchor, so uh, we will have that fixed. Yep. So um, here's the thing, Dave. This show can't run on just giggles and laughter and dick jokes and bong hits. Yes. We need a sponsor, and we have one. <laughs> For bong hits. <laughs> yes. We have a sponsor, and Dave, if you don't mind, can sure. you tell this uh, week's listeners uh, that uh, we're sponsored by somebody for this week's show. <laughs> this week's episode of Down on the Docks is brought to you by Broccoli Farms. Hey, guys, Broccoli Farms 618 on Instagram. 619. 619 on Instagram. And you, I was, I'm playing this one off the cuff. Uh -huh. you, that's why I got a co host. Broccoli Farms 619. Best delivery system in San Diego. Yes, it's a system. For what, Dave? For weed, dude. Correct. For cannabis. So cannabis, cannabis. Worldwide, if cannabis. You're, if you're in the 619, why call up an old friend? Why make a, a, a decision to buy dirt weed on the why street? Why buy Mexican brick weed exactly. when you can get that fucking 
California brick weed. Look to our friend, Anthony. Anthony Bird. Anthony Bird. He's been in the business Bur- since 2016, baby. On on uh, Instagram. Which may there. not seem like a long time, but no, it is. No, it's a long time. It's Lots long changed. Time. Lots changed. Yeah, you got the new shit now. Anyway, Broccoli Farm 619. Reach out to Anthony. Mention uh, promo code down on the docks. He'll give you a 15% discount on your first time patient sign up. Yep. Get okay. them get them FTPs, baby. Um, are you ready to get into uh, part two? I'm ready to fist part two. Okay. Well, as you know, uh, at the end of part one, um, after Pornhub got all this heat and uh, we learned they had trouble uh, with, you know, some, some uploads of some very dangerous underage yes. porn, the Canadian parliament, parliament, they stepped in. And they said, we need to review this. Yes, please give us all the child porn that you have (laughs) so we can review this. (laughs) Uh, So basically what happens is we see this Canadian moderator, um, or I guess member of parliament, and he welcomes uh, one of these so-called victims. Um, She is a victim. Her name is Serena Flightis and says, Serena, thank you so much for being willing to come to our committee and tell us your story. Um, We'll start with you. And keep in mind, she is in a lawsuit against Pornhub at the time. And she says, I had messaged Pornhub to get the video taken down. I pretended to be my mother. And I said, hey, this is my daughter. She's only 14. Uh, This is child pornography. Please take this down. And, you know, they wrote, it took like a week or two to respond. And then once they finally responded, they're like, okay, we'll take it down. And then proceeded to wait another two weeks before they finally did take it down. And I'm doing my research, and I was told that they had a system in place that when a video was labeled as child pornography on their site, that it was, like, flagged. Yeah, so also, too, I know a little bit about this. Sometimes, in some countries, some of these people are literally, literally bound by law to mm-hmm. even view the quote-unquote thing that has been now labeled child porn, correct within their company. I don't know if you're going to get to that right now, but no. but but like, so I don't know if Canada is an example of this, but I'm just saying, for a moderator at MindGeek to now be having to look at this is against like a, the country's laws in some ways can be. Anyway, so continue now. Okay. Well, anyway, she said, I was under the impression that once they flagged and tagged it, it could no longer be uploaded. But of course, that wasn't true because a week after it had been taken down, it had been re-uploaded again. Right. And it always... And by the way, just very quickly, Mm -hmm. a lot of these... You've done this? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every day on X videos, I'm like, wait a minute. Six of my videos and my favorites have been... uh, I've been brought down. I got to go upload them. No, but um, basically there's like uh, bots that just scour the like X videos or X hamster or Zam- well, what's X hamster? Z- Z- Zamster. What's it? What's Zamster? <laughs> X hamster. It's just another porn site. Maybe we'll get into that later. Okay. But um, and it like cross references like their list that they have of oh, all their repository right. videos. Yes. And I think you can probably make money doing this. But uh, essentially, yeah, like uh, it just says, okay, like these videos have been taken down, so let's upload these videos. And it's just like a code. Okay. That does it. Well, the bottom line is this. She says it just kept getting uploaded 
over and over and over again. No matter how many times it got taken down, it'd be right back up. Anyway, she says, that's the whole reason I ended up reaching out to Mike. Right. Well, the Mike in question is Michael Bowe, her lawyer. Okay. He uh, also addresses the parliament and says, thank you. I'll just introduce myself briefly to the committee. My name is Michael Bowe. I'm a partner in Manhattan at the law firm of Michael Bowe. <laughs> Michael Bowe, Bowe and Bowe. Of Brown and Rudnick. So, oh, oh, oh. Red, Rednick. Rudnick. Rudnick. So let's take a peek at the office of Brown. I, by the way, yeah. Why can't lawyer law firms uh-huh. be like a cool fucking name? They always just got to be the last names. I hate that. Like they need to be like you want an allied law group or some shit like that. Right. Or the Redskins, whatever. You got a problem with Jacob Elroni? Um, oh, I, I used to think it was Jacob and no, Ronnie. No, yeah, I think it was Jacob too. and Ronnie. I thought it was Jacob and Call Ronnie. Jacob like and Ronnie. Call yeah. Jacob. Yeah. But then why are you only calling Jacob? And Ronnie also. Yeah, and I mean, of course, you got Larry H. Parker, too. Larry H. Parker got me 2.1 million. Remember when that was like a lot of money? (laughs) We're like, holy shit, 2.1 million. Dude, Larry H. Parker's looking rough these days. He's had a good run, though. Yeah. All right, so over, over, sorry, over over a billion served? No, no, (laughs) over half a billion dollars in lawsuits. Oh, no, 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 half uh, half a trillion dollars in lawsuits. There you go. So let's take a look at this Brown Rudnick law firm in New York City. Um, there's a reporter, and the reporter says, more than 30 women have filed a lawsuit against Pornhub. Now, we see Bo watching this newsreel, and the w- reporter continues, the women are accusing the adult website of running a criminal enterprise and exploiting them for profit. Lawyer Michael Bo represents the women taking on MindGeek. He spent the past year building a civil case against the company, citing racketeering laws ordinarily reserved for mobsters, and drug gangs. So the guy's going to Rico, obviously. The problem is that's a, a U.S. law. Right. And Michael says, this is an organization. And we're ran by the crown up here. Yeah, that's right. This is an organization that deals with legitimate porn, of which there is, you can make a fortune. <laughs> legitimate porn. I love that. But that wasn't enough. Pornography. They incorporated into that business child porn trafficked porn, rape videos to make money. So today we sued the owners of MindGeek and we sued the executives. And if executives like that end up... Sorry, can you say rape videos one more time? Rape videos. (laughs) Okay, thanks. I just wanted to get that for a sound cut. And if the executives like that end up going to jail and end up having to pay big judgments, that will make a big difference in mm-hmm. my pocket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so our goal is to incentivize the adult industry to only sell legitimate product. Well, the interviewer says, is this a moment of reckoning for the online porn industry? Nope. Michael says, this industry is going to get cleaned up. And then the phone rings in his office. Hello, Mike Bo. Hello. Hello. Ah, uh, and they, they, and did they get it taken down or are they still up there? And just on the phone, you only hear his side of it? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody's doing one of those fake calls, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, and okay, then he's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, we'll call you back within a week. Oh, now keep in mind, he's got his feet up on the desk. Right. Real scumbag shit. You ever hear the story, the old phrase, you could judge a lot by a man by looking at his shoes? No, I've never heard of that one actually. It's, really? That's no. an old one. Never heard of it. Well, you look at this clearly, guy's I'm shoes. I'm a young dude. Okay. He's got holes in the bottoms of his shoes. Wow. That's not. 
like a massive a hole. Yeah. Um, and then the interviewer. I why they thought that would be okay to put. Well, my point is, if I'm getting interviewed to go take down uh, a massive company, I'm going to go. It, check the bottom of your feet. I'm not even going to go resole my shoes. Yeah. I'm just going to buy some new fucking shoes. I mean, just crazy. Anyway, he, he, you know, the, the interviewer's in the office and they're like, another one? Yep. It's a tough one. It's a mother. You know, this advocate, Lila Micklewaite, who was like a one woman wrecking crew, it was her and a Twitter feed. She just started tweeting stuff out, and you know, she was a force of nature. Well, we worked with her a little bit. We did our own investigation, and we put a case together. Well, it's time to see this case, Dave. Okay. It's titled Serena Flights and Jane Doe's Numbers 1 through 33 versus oh. MindGeek. S-A-R-L. I was hoping it was like a case from like Pulp Fiction or something. No, the point is he's rounded up 33 victims. Yeah. To to, (laughs) round it up. (laughs) Well, remember Gwenadora? She's our chubby, chubbier. um, Yeah, the BB-dubs. BB-dubs. The BB-dubs. She starts reading the documents in Uh this case. She can read? Holy shit. (laughs) She's like Monsanto of porn. What? I like that. MindGeek's racketeering enterprise. It's just like the Sopranos. Uh Uh-huh. Well, remember our old buddy Mike Stable? Never watched it. The porn uh, industry advocate? Yeah. He's reading the documents, and he says... Uh, appropriately dubbed the Monsanto of porn. MindGeek is a classic criminal enterprise carried out through wide-ranging criminal activities, including, but not limited to, well, Noelle Perdue, our insider who used to work at MindGeek, she picks up the case and says, human trafficking, child pornography, criminal copyright piracy, internet hacking, stalking, and doxing. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say docking. Damn no. <laughs> Blackmail, extortion, mail and wire fraud, embezzlement, bank and creditor fraud, tax evasion, money laundering. The company's top management and shadow... shadow- and enough about their users. It's <laughs> <laughs> shadowy international financiers and their investors are the, quote, bosses of this enterprise and together with their... Capos runs its rackets and schemes. Now, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I understand a prosecutor using uh, hyperbole right. and drama. Right. But when you literally start calling the fucking CEO a capo, right. I think you're reaching just a little bit. Sure. Well, it my, conveys an image, though. Michael says it's a racketeering case. So if you think about the Sopranos, you know, you have a boss who's in charge. That would be Tony. Oh. But he typically doesn't go out and do the dirty work. He's just the boss. He's got to be hanging out at the Bada Bing all day with the Bada Bing. Stripper You fucking kidding me? I had my fucking whole day set on that B alley. Who took it from my fucking fridge? <laughs> uh anyway, he's got Capos, he's got soldiers, and they're just sort of the people that do the dirty work for the boss. But everyone kicks up to the boss. And so here you have MindGeek that has this amalgamum of people who work for them, contract for them. They're performers or they're writers. They do the work together. And you're able to prove they do their business through these racketeering activities. Then everybody who's in the enterprise is equally culpable. Wow. Now, my question is, does that include the guy with the boom mic? You know what I no, mean? No, that he's a he's a he's a union guy. D- Boom, Mike. He says everybody's a culpable. 
The video makers also? Everybody. The soldiers. Everybody. Uh, you remember, by the way, you remember um, uh, Boogie Nights uh, when Scotty, uh, who holds the boom mic, he goes to the director and he's like, I just really want to kiss you. I do sort of remember <laughs> just, that. I mean, you're just... I've only seen it once. You want to go look at my car? Yeah, I don't remember it's, that. It's it's cool, right? I kind of vaguely. And then he's just like, I just want to kiss you. <laughs> I just want to kiss you. Yeah. Doesn't, uh, doesn't, she get, doesn't he get blown? No. Oh. No. Okay. Then I don't remember correctly. So, Gwenadora, she's still reading these documents and analyzing them. Over the course of the next year, MindGeek's press relations and social media organization would aggressively disseminate gross disinformation. This campaign included numerous MindGeek Pornhub models, including Gwenadora and its brand ambassador, Asa Akira, who were instructed via direct messages on Pornhub's website and provided with talking points to disseminate MindGeek's disinformation. In return for participating in this disinformation campaign, these agents of MindGeek were rewarded with supplemental compensation and better promotion on the MindGeek platform. Mm. Well, the interview quid says... Quid pro quo. <laughs> quid pro quo, Clarence. <laughs> uh, the interviewer says, what is this? And Gwen says, it's absolute bullshit. That's, that's just a pack it's of lies. fucking bullshit. All of it. That's a portion of the racketeering lawsuit against Pornhub. So I guess they dragged her in, essentially, as part of a racketeer. Oh. And the interviewer's like, and why are you named in it? And she's like, good question. I was a model who was vocal to the press and my own social media about the misinformation that the organization who had compiled this is trying to spread. So I was named saying that my information was misinformation. I was not hired by Pornhub to defend them. When I spoke to the media, I was worried that Pornhub wasn't going to be happy with that. Like, I didn't know if they'd be okay with me, like, going off on my own and, like, saying what I needed to say. Yeah, defending them? Why would they be mad? They're like, yes. Yeah. Keep racketeering for me. <laughs> keep doing keep, your job. Keep racketing for me. Keep doing your job and that... Uh, that uh, mayonnaise jar full of fake jizz. We're going to take oh, care yeah, of that that's for right. you. We're going to take care of that that's for you. Right. We got a case that's, on the way. I think they sell that jizz at uh, the bakery down the street. I think you know they sell that fake jizz at the yeah. bakery down the street. Yeah, it's so good, though. Um, well, Mike Stable says social media optimization, uh, SMO, was also an integral part of its enterprise. As part of this SMO, MindGeek used its extensive control and influence over all aspects of the new online porn industry that it dominated to mount powerful public messaging campaigns when it felt it necessary. This network included public interest, non-for-profits like the Free Speech Coalition, which received substantial support from MindGeek, and was called by the industry and MindGeek insiders its, quote, lobbying arm, unquote. MindGeek is a significant contributing member of the Free Speech Coalition, but prior to the Pornhub article, I'd never spoken to anyone from MindGeek's communications team. I didn't know who they were. It's one thing to say, oh, we have evidence, or this thing happened. But this is an example of what it meant. But as far as I can tell, the only existence of these claims are actually in the lawsuit. Most of it's hearsay and secondhand information or something that's not sourced at all. They're just making endless claims. Of course we know this is a lawyering tactic. Sure. Well, <clears throat> Whitney Bergone, she's one of the former Mind uh, Geek employees, 
she's reading as well, and she says, the Enterprise's paramount focus on secrecy was reflected in the bro club's obsession with suspected snitches. You know what happens to them. The ubiquitous bro club term included not only those who they suspected Especially in a Rico case. of speaking outside the Mind Geek organization, but also, also those who spoke up or objected internally. Even a suspicion by a single bro club member that an individual was a snitch would not merely block their advancement, but ultimately result in them being pushed out of the company entirely. Right. Such individuals would either be frozen out, yep. elect to leave, be set up to fail in staged assignments, mm-hmm. i.e., um, we're going to need you to go ahead and Sounds. QC 50,000 porn videos yeah, yeah. in an hour. Go. Yeah, yeah. Or simply Sounds be, a lot like the FBI, if you or, ask me. Or simply uh, be told that there was a consensus that they should be let go without any explanation mm. as to why mm-hmm. or on whose word. Mm-hmm. Well, this I can relate to. I got the sense that they smelled a snitch in me. It's not all they smelled. <laughs> but I also think... <laughs> that I had, if I hadn't been treated the way that I had, that I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. The old David Talbot, let's play find the smell. (laughs) I was sitting on my toilet in the Simpsons. (laughs) God bless David Tell. Great, great guy. Well, Noel Perdue, Noel Perdue. Um, she says, obviously having non-consensual material uploaded onto a huge platform is a violence in and on of itself. And I would never say otherwise because that is truly a horrifying thing on its own. But these accusations push all these performers and even me, like an ex-employee, to feel like we have to defend it. Because I know that Pornhub is being used as shorthand for the entire porn industry, i.e., what is it called? X hamster? Zamster? <laughs> X hamster? <laughs> I get. I, Somebody I, created a porn site called My X Hamster? It's just X hamster. I don't get it. I, I, I don't know. They're just like, what has an but X it, in it that looks cool? Oh, okay. Fucking so it's X, not and, like animals. But, but like, no, 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 okay. no. But the, their hamster is a cute little, like their mascot is a cute little hamster. Okay. Well, anyway, let's get back to Noel. She says, and I do want to defend the porn industry because I know that criticisms ultimately end up hurting performers the most. So when people say, oh, well, all these performers are coming to the defense of Pornhub, it's like, of course, because people are saying that it's the Sopranos. Like, what are you? What are we supposed to say to that? Of course, it's ridiculous. Well, let's get back to the House of Commons because he's going to interview Lila Micklewaite. And... He says, Miss Micklewaite, I, I, uh, uh, stuff with this committee, this stuttering fuck. (laughs) New stuff. It's like the guy from uh, My Cousin Vinny. I don't know if he's like uh, uh, a stutterer or if he's like, I'm on, I'm finally doing something uh, in the House of Commons and it's high profile and I'm on TV. He's fucking nervous. So, yeah, he says, New stuff happens every day. Stuff I've never seen, ever seen before in the history of committees that I've been on for many years. We got a letter today. Let's see. Who's this letter from here? Uh, Ferris Antoon and David Tassillo wrote us a letter, a personal letter about you, uh, (laughs) warning us that, well, this is weird. It's, 
it's about you, but then it's about someone named Benjamin Nolet, uh, who uh, they say is against legal pornography. And there's a guy in here named Max Lodes. I don't really get it. <laughs> Mr. Nolet uh, is against same-sex marriage and women's reproductive rights. Anyways, do you have anything to say about this letter <laughs> we received from the heads of MindGeek? Like, and you're just like fuck? going, what the fuck is this guy on? Yeah. Prep a little bit, motherfucker. Yeah, like our, our uh, fucking uh, rep, Linda Sanchez, She's like cross-examining somebody in the maze and ways and maze and means ways and ways and ways and means committee, and she's like, "Sir," and it, she's she's talking to somebody. I don't remember what it's about, but like, she's commenting on her on his Twitter account that's named that has the same name as him, uh-huh. but it's not his Twitter account. And she's like, oh, asking, she's just a moron. She's fucking retarded. She's like, yeah. Did you say on Twitter, mom? She's like, that's not my Twitter account. It's a parody and she, account. And then she not only, and then she keeps like, well, do you agree with that statement? And it's like, it's not my Twitter account. Well, can you answer the question? Do you agree with that statement? And it's like, well, you're a cop bitch. Anyway, go on. Well, Layla's response is that. Get that off my chest. I get it. It's I can tell all bugging you. Layla says that's standard procedure for. She that. doesn't represent my city. Sorry. Okay, so Layla says that's standard procedure for them. Okay, all right, pause, pause. Yeah, just get rid of the ice. Yeah, we're done with it. We're already done. Five, four, three, two, one. Well, Layla says that's standard procedure for them. You know, the response of MindGeek has been, you know, really inexcusable. They have sought to call advocates who are speaking out about this liars. They've called me personally a liar many, many times that I was intentionally misleading, um, you know, that they've harassed instead of taking responsibility for what they've done for the past year and beyond is try to attack, try to quiet and to silence those who are telling the truth about their site. And that is unacceptable. House of Commons mail. Are you saying this is a case of them gaslighting you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mike, he says Lila Micklewaite was the director of the abolition at Exodus Cry. Abolition in terms of, I want to abolish the sex trade industry in pornography. Exodus Cry is an anti-trafficking organization founded by Benjamin Nolet, an evangelical preacher. And its goal is to end sex work entirely. They make documentaries about the decline of American sexual culture. Well, they show and highlight one of these documentaries that's titled Liberated, The New Sexual Revolution. So now I got to go watch this fucking Christian documentary no, don't. that's propaganda. No, you don't need to watch it. I don't think, you don't think we should, no? I mean, I don't care. We got do six what, stars do on IMDb. Well, higher than Papa. <laughs> it's much higher than Greek of Papa. <laughs> and his other one together. <laughs> what was the first one called? The Showtime one? I don't know. Okay. Noel says, to say that Fundamental Christian beliefs are not at the root of Exodus's crime mandate is just not accurate. And it's also masking where they're coming from because it's pushing this far-right Christian mandate under this guise of liberal save the women, save the children language, and it's been very effective. Now, here's the thing. You're going to be a Christian, you're going to have to support the world's oldest profession. That's just the way it works. Yes, You get the Bible... All right, we get working girls. Yep. It's a fucking fair trade-off. Yep. I don't have any problem with what you're trying to do here. 
You know, it's not like you're doing something crazy, like saying no more cosplay, you know, uh, guys, Jesus was Jewish. Just get over it already. By the way, I just went on a cosplay, uh, bender this weekend uh i don't know what that means and i don't know if i want to find out cosplay porn okay i thought you like you were physically going to these cosplay things no no what do you think i'm a loser is that is that how you got sick <laughs> no is that how way, you got aids so well here's what happens for those and i you know me i don't like to go on too many tangents but as you could tell i'm a little under the weather i've been nobody sick could for, tell no i've been sick for 18 days yeah and somebody said maybe you need to jack to help get your body back to restart yeah to start your fucking shit and i was like you know it kind of makes sense because i had this fever and this chest cold <laughs> i got a fever and i'm just, I just can't shake Sorry. i'm feeling ill jungle fever but do you know how hard it is to get worked up to <laughs> jack off when you're sick so you weren't so who's your cosplay was it bat was it like 1960s batman batgirl scooby-doo velma here's Big the tits thing. velma which one uh brooklyn spring spring uh What's her name? I don't know. I just typed Spring in, Valley, Brooklyn. I just typed in Scooby Doo porn. It came up. What's her name? Brooklyn Spring Valley. You can just let me tell the She's story. Got a crazy. I don't Velma. need your fucking help Gigantic here. Gigantic tits. All right, let's go. So I'm like, maybe a little cosplay will help. <laughs> Turn it off, mom. So maybe a little cosplay will get me in the mood. Yeah. So I googled Scooby Doo porn. <laughs> you so. And then <laughs> and and Shaggy it came up. Shaggy fucking Scooby. Here's what was bestiality. Happening. Here's what was happening. Fred. Yeah, getting blown by Velma by the other one, Daphne. If you don't let me talk, I can't tell <laughs> I you what can't was in help the video. But interrupt you, sorry. Okay, Fred is uh, uh, getting. Uh, excuse me, Fred is inside Daphne. Yes. Okay. Deep, deep. Shaggy is balls deep in Velma. Velma. And then Scoob, Scoob walks in yeah. and says, "Oh, look, <laughs> the gang's all here." <laughs> and then Fred. While he's balls deep in uh, Daph. Daphne, he stands up with Daphne uh -huh. from the bed, uh -huh. still has his dick inside of her, uh -huh. and says, we're not going to stop fucking till this mystery's solved. <laughs> the mystery of the missing orgasm. <laughs> so anyway, side note, if you are sick and you do need a little extra help. Cosplay. Uh, I don't really know. Is that considered cosplay? I guess it is. They're all dressed up like the it's characters. You're right. I'm retarded. It is 100% cosplay. All right. Let's get back to Mike Stable. He says Nicosi is another anti-trafficking organization. By and the way, Mike Mike Stable. I know. Great, it's a great, great, porn, porn, great porn name. <laughs> great band name. Great porn name. Uh, he says Nicosi, who we previously heard from, you know, in the earlier part of the show, and it sounds like they're a legit company. He says it's the latest inner iteration of morality in media a faith-based organization that goes back to the early 60s when they wanted to remove, you know, smut, broadly defined from the public sphere. Around 2015, they recalibrated and oh. they rebranded themselves as right. the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Right, which is funny because they were named before that, formerly called Operation Yorkville from 62 to 68, and then were changed to Morality in Media morality and media 1968 to 2015 yeah but they don't tell us this after we've already meet these great people saying oh we're standing up for all these people and then we find out there's some fucking right-wing christian organization uh, but basically they're saying we are now fighting sex trafficking and exploitation good for them you can never here's the thing 
Be careful with these non for profits out there. They're all sketchy. They're Every all, single one. Yeah. And they're only required to give 15% to the actual uh, oh, I know. charity. Yeah. They're, they're allowed to give up to 85% to, for administrative fees. Or which can include salaries. Yeah, exactly. For <sighs> your board members. Well, Cherry DeVille, like legend. PETA. Fuck you, PETA. Cherry DeVille, legend of porn. Of yeah. course, she's reading this article and nice she says, joke. their new name seems to have been chosen to, one, borrow legitimacy from the right. unrelated, but sound alike National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, ah. a respected secular organization. Which, by the way, there's nothing hotter than hearing a fucking porn star say the word secular. Secular. You're like, did she know? Secular. And she said it like she knew what it meant. Yeah, secular. Anyway. I want to secular your dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. a respected secular organization with no anti-porn agenda. And the ploy worked. While mentions of morality in the media often highlight their religious background, the same organization under the name Nicosi is now routinely quoted by mainstream journalists without disclosing their origins, agendas, or extremist views about what constitutes hardcore pornography. And just so the public knows, Sports Illustrated to them is hardcore pornography along with Cosmopolitan. By the way, I am sick. I don't say pornography. 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 So, I mean. Uh, yeah. Well, if you see it these days, I mean, Martha you see Stewart. Martha Stewart's fucking <laughs> hardcore hanging titties. Shout out Gary so, LaBelle. But you know He's what? He's got dude, a thing for. I, I didn't hate it. You, I, you, got, you watched it? Or you I, just, I saw the pictures. I okay. didn't buy it. So all I saw was the cover, and it looks like she's got I saw multiple images. a onesie. Yeah. Do they show like the back, her ass at all? No, or? they don't show her ass. Just like some frontal. Okay. Still with like a little bit of cleavage and. Got it. I mean, it doesn't look terrible. <laughs> and I've always kind of liked Martha Stewart because she seems like a real fucking, like a, a real, mother. She's a fucking G, dude. Yeah. She's a G. She's and a she, G. Yeah. And she she's also granny. got busted for insider trading. You admire Fuck that. Yeah, dude. She's a fucking gilf. All right. Well, Mike says the G stands for. Mike says Nicosi releases a dirty dozen list. And G spot. Sorry, go on. Mike says Nicosi releases a dirty dozen list every year, which is their top offenders for what they call exploitation. Oh, lame. I thought it was like a the you know top jerk models of the year. That's what I thought. The problem is that Nicosi believes that all sexual content is exploitation, and they believe that pornography fuels sex trafficking. Well, guess who's on their list? Uh, Mia Khalifa. Amazon, Google, oh, yeah. and TikTok. I, for, for, I'm, not, I'm not making that list. Well, Danny Pinter, who you'll recall is senior legal counsel of Nicosi. So we got, so they, so they, they ban, so on their list, it's like Google, Amazon, yeah. who else? Uh, TikTok. Okay. <laughs> well, that These one I are, agree with. Yeah, but I mean, well, I mean like, they're all probably offenders at some level. But yes, I, I agree that they're being very nitpicky. broad to say that Amazon is guilty of sexual content and exploitation. Um, I, I don't see the connection here. I think you need to be a yeah. little bit more specific. Sure. Uh, or when you say Google, I need some, you know, some specificity. Yeah. So anyway, Danny Pinter, the senior legal counsel of Nicosi, says, I mean, who is this like they? You know, Pinter, I hardly knew her. All right. 
Uh, individuals who, you know, are worried and who feel like their livelihoods are threatened. I mean, I wish they knew that I actually cared about them. That I think they've been exploited. And of course, I think they're real people. And I don't want them to be hurt. I have absolutely no hard feelings for them. So the fact that, you know, they might think something about us that isn't true doesn't bother me, except that I just, I wish they knew the truth. Well, we see their website. It literally says dismantle Pornhub on it, hashtag. And then we find out from breaking news, the Pornhub empire crumbling. This is again on their website in these big, bold letters, red letters, executives fleeing 50% of employees laid off admits lawsuits, loss of ad revenue and government scrutiny led by Nicosi and allies. It literally looks like a shitty law firm's website. Yeah. So listening to this woman talk about how much she cares. And then you see the juxtaposition of this crappy fucking website. Right. And it's obviously fueled by far right extremists and probably some Nazis, Christians, not Nazis. (laughs) No. Okay. Um, And then there's a disclaimer on their website that says why we exist. The National Center on Sexual Exploitation exists to build a world where people can live and love without sexual abuse and exploitation and not be able to jerk off to Sports Illustrated. Kidding, it doesn't say that. Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, I, could, I can jerk off to Sports <laughs> no. Illustrated. I mean, come on, they're talking about banning Sports Illustrated and Cosmopolitan? or These people have a position and we should uh, honor it. Well, no, I think it's uh, pretty uh, gay. Mike says the interesting thing about Nicosi and Exodus Cry is that they don't provide exit services. Neither do I, by the way. (laughs) Once you're in, you're in. Uh, (laughs) Or like if you're a Jew, right? And like you find out that your wife is like on her period mid uh, sex. Where are you going here, Dave? You have to, you have to stay inside her. Uh huh. Think about something else. Uh Go soft. Uh huh. And then remove your dick. While you're soft. That's a Jewish thing? Yes. It's, in, a, the, it's in the Torah. It is? Yes. That's just what we all do naturally. It's happened to all of us once No, no, no. Not come. I, you have to stop. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But you've never been with somebody when they automatic or got their period while you're having sex with them? But that, but then, but the act of pulling out yeah. while you're hard uh-huh. is still considered sex. And you're not allowed to do that. So you have to stay inside of them until you go soft and then pull out. That's called soaking. Did you know that? I never knew that. No. Yeah, that's just when you go in hard, and then you're like, "Give me thirty minutes." It's like being in a bathtub when your fingers get shriveled up. Suck, soak in my cock. You just soak, and then you pull it out, and it's like shits. What do they call it? Shits, shits, spitz, spitz, spitz. Yeah. By the way, you had a spitz today. Spitz. Sorry. You had a spitz today before the podcast. Uh, you call me up, uh-huh. and all I hear is this music yes, that can only yes. come from one place <laughs> in the entire it's world. Jerk music. And it's called jerk music, which is very which is very fitting for this show. <laughs> and you call me, and you're going to be like, I'm running like 30 minutes late. I didn't I, say I was running late. I called you. You didn't answer. You called me back, and I said, I'm getting a massage. Right. I'll be done in an hour. But before you said massage, yeah. I was like, what's the jerk music in the background? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm getting a massage. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when it's you good. go, because... No this, jerky. No jerky jerk. You don't get a jerky jerk? No, 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 no. Okay. It's not that kind of place. How much do they cost? 
this is $50 for an hour and then $10 tip. And then for 90, it's essentially like a dollar, like a, like a, a little bit less than a dollar a minute. And the the longer you go, a little bit, yeah. you get a little bit better rate. I'll get one at the poker table every yeah, now and that's, then. Yeah, that's a dollar a minute, essentially. Dollar a minute as it's well. It's pretty good. But this is full body, take clothes off and everything. All right, let's get back to Mike. So, again, he says Nicosia and Exit Cry is the, he's saying the interesting thing is they don't provide exit services. But if you want people to exit the sex industry, if you think that pornography is immoral and exploitative and you don't think people should do it and you think that people are coerced into doing it because they need the money, we'll help them with the money. Danny says the blame really resides on Pornhub. If MindGeek and Pornhub hadn't completely destroyed the market for individual creators to create their own content freely from their control, then they wouldn't be so dependent on MindGeek. I can understand why they would be frustrated, but the reason that they're having to cling to this horrific entity is because they have made it. That entity has made it so. It's made them dependent on them so that they will stick up for them. Well, Nicole, excuse me, Noel, I called her Nicole a few times in the last episode. Somebody corrected me on that. Really? Yeah. Fuck that guy. It was a female. It was a female. Fuck her too. I'm just joking. <laughs> she says, general, "We love our fans." She says, "General public opinion about pornography ultimately mm-hmm. does not harm Pornhub executives' pockets." You it's know, the just, fact that you called her Nicole that whole time is retrogressive and misogynist. Okay, again, Noel's saying what increasingly negative media around porn hurts is porn performers yeah. who are very publicly involved in the porn industry. <laughs> right. You can't some, just leave. Some might say the most public be. <laughs> you can't just leave the office and go home. Yeah, it's like fa- I mean, face tattoos have increasingly been more appropriated. Yeah, I guess absolutely. In fact, I was with somebody today, and they mentioned this, and they said we're hiring this guy with a face tattoo. And I go, not a smart move. And he's like, you can't. Um, um, uh, what's the word? Discriminate. Discriminate against face tattoos. Yeah, you can't. And uh, I mean, I saw I saw a freaking DA, not a DA, a, d- a, a district a, attorney, no, no, a public defender. defender. She had his, a fucking Gucci Mane tattoo on her face. Was it on her neck or on her, her face? on her cheek? It was a big G, a big Gucci. She's G. a public defender. Yes, her clients are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the judge is like, oh, you poor girl. Uh, anyway, you can't quit. You're publicly involved in this. You've been doing this for a while. It's very difficult to erase fully. And I've seen many, many, many times the direct result of this kind of broad strokes criticism and who it affects, and it's not who it should. Yeah. So back to the House of Commons. House of Commons. They bring in Ferris Antoon, if you recall, the CEO, and they say, you know, you're quite successful. How much do you make? I'm sorry? Uh, You want me to tell the panel how much I make? Yeah, what's your salary? <laughs> Isn't it public information? What's your no, income? I, guess not. I don't know. What's your income last year? Uh, well, obviously, this is a very private matter that I would not like to share with the committee. I get paid fairly, like any other CEO of yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, company. Yeah. <coughs> Top companies in the nation, maybe? Right. Okay. How much worldwide gross profit did your company make last year? And how much the year per prior that's public knowledge 
Well, Davis Tassillo, the CEO, he pipes up and he says, I don't have the exact numbers, but uh, you don't know how much money your company made last year? I love those questions. I love it when <laughs> fucking idiot house of commoners try to one up on a CEO and they've, they're sitting up higher than them too. And mm -hmm. it's like half of these fucking, you know, ah, gone. Well, Ferris, he's lost. So all of a sudden he just says, Mr. Dong? Mr. Dong. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Mr. Dong. There is a guy named Mr. Dong that works for the company. Yeah, Mr. Dong. Uh, That's how I got hired. <laughs> All right. We, we got to hire somebody. Uh, just pull out the yellow pages and go to D. I know. Dong. That <laughs> That's our man. <laughs> I know how much our company made. This is a private company, and I don't understand the relevance of what a private company makes has to do with this case. Thank you, Mr. Dong. Uh, <laughs> did you file taxes? First name, Sukma. Uh, Ferris? Of course we do. Well, it's been reported uh, it's in the $460 million range last year. Is that somewhere close? Ferris? Um, I'll have to go back and check. I don't know why they didn't ask Mr. Dong. I mean, it's He's a good on the question. Record. It is a good question. However, it is also like sort of a good play on the CEO's part to be like, I don't even know how much the fucking company made last year, let alone how many rape videos there are on the website. Let's just go back to this. If you're the owner of MindGeek. Yeah. And you know you're going on trial yeah. for the Canadian Parliament. Well, that's a trial, but yeah. Okay. You don't refer to Mr. Dong as Mr. Dong. <laughs> Mr. Dong. Okay. On the night of question. You just say, you just say, Johnny, what do you what did we make last year? Yeah. You know? And they're yeah. like, oh, okay. He calls him by his first name. That's not weird. And instead, yeah. he's like, Mr. Dong. <laughs> Mr. Dong. <laughs> Come on, people. And it's interesting because nobody started laughing out loud. So nobody's got a sense they're, of humor. Because they they're not putting two and two together, dude. Well, apparently, that's not even two and two. That's just one. Yeah. That's one dong. <laughs> All you got to do is put one it dong It even looks like together. a one. Anyway, House of Commons. I find it very interesting that you consider your financial, financial information to be private and confidential in view of the business that you're in. Uh, but Mr. Antoon, it's been reported that you are building a sprawling mansion in the north end of Montreal that you and your wife own two other large properties in Quebec, including a compound in the Laurentians, and that you drive a Lamborghini Urus. Are these assets yours, or are they owned by MindGeek or one of the related companies? Now, I'm not Mr. Dong. I just raise my hand and be like, dude, those are mine. Yeah, <laughs> those are all mine. <laughs> ladies, ladies. No, but uh, Canada also does have some pretty different laws than us, too. We, we kind of forget. Even... It's free speech. Yeah, we talked about that a little yeah. bit last episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Ferris says, I don't understand how I uh, what I own is relevant to the committee. And number two, I don't think it's illegal to own a house or a property. I don't own anything in the Laurentians. If you look at media reports, House of Commons, female interjects here, I'm asking if it's owned by yourself or MindGeek or by a company. Well, Ferris says, depending which property you're talking about, but no, MindGeek does not own any property. Well, are you ready for some super bad news incoming? Not really. I'm we, actually excited for it. We see a huge mansion on fire. Oh, uh, what? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm actually excited now. Well, the reporter... Abolish billionaires. A new home being built by one of the executives of the company that owns Pornhub 
has been a target of arson. Realtor Joseph Monetaro, who listed the home last week for $20 million, confirmed it is Ferris Antunes' mansion. Hmm. The house was controversial even before being built. And Why? Now this... was, it a, was it a plantation before or something? I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck can be controversial about it? Maybe was, is it just because, like, okay, I, I understand. Maybe Mr. Dong ran so, a dildo factory So there. basically, people are just mad that, like, he's making money off of the back of human trafficking or select sex slavery. Yeah, essentially. but somebody firebombed his $20 million house. But, like, it's insured, probably. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> By survival. <laughs> well, Martin Partiquin, who we'd met earlier from The Logic, he says it was spring 2021. Antoon was building a house. Massive spread. And it got into a little bit of trouble because he cut down a bunch of trees that he wasn't supposed to. And then, lo and behold, it caught fire. There was not much house left at the end of it. Well, Whitney... She says, at first, I was like, it sounds like something from a movie. It was an enormous fire, like a raging fire. And I have no idea what kind of person it takes to do something like that. I got a pretty fucking good idea. Yeah. Okay. Scumbag. No, it's called investors <laughs> that are like, AKA buddy, you bombed with the donger in court. Yeah, you bombed okay. with the dong. <laughs> what we need you to do is get our shit back up online. Okay. Wait, was uh, it was offline for a while? Well, they pulled all the videos down. Just 10 million of them or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. would you calculate 80%? Yeah, that's a lot of videos. So I would assume that a gark stepped in that <laughs> owns Vine Geek silently. A gark, an, an oligarch? <laughs> yeah. The fucking garks. It was like, bro, what is going on? You you paraded your ass around Parliament. You bombed yeah. with Dong. We're going to fucking light you up and teach you a lesson. Yeah, man. Well, Martin says, as far as I know, there's never been any movement as to find out exactly who did it. I who heard did everything. What, though? Bomb, oh, the, the bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gark bomb. The, the Gark, yeah. I heard everything from, you know, a couple of kids who happened upon a really nice house that would look good going up into flames to people realizing that he was living there because it was very public. And this happened all the time when MindGeek itself was certainly in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Well, Mike Stable, <laughs> he says there are a lot of people who don't like the adult industry. And there's Stable lots. Stable that ass, baby. There's a lot of good reasons for people to stay out of the spotlight. A good example is Ferris Antoon. His name was public, if you knew where to search, but he wasn't out front. When his name was exposed and when a member of committee in parliament talked about the neighbor he lived in, you know, shortly thereafter, the house was burned down. There's lots of stigma around the adult business. There's plenty of reasons why, you know, you would not use a real name. Well, let's get back to an interview because he's with Siri Doll. <coughs> and he's got to check in on how, you know, these Doll. performers are doing. And don't forget, she spells it D-A-H-L. Mm-hmm. Um, and says, how'd you pick your name? And she's like, oh, you don't know anything? It's my first pet's name. In the oh, you don't know in. anything? <laughs> like, that's like a fucking... It's like what a stripper, like a strippers love it when you ask them about their name well, how they, and how they got it. Let's play along. By going by these rules, I would be Taffy Sherman. Oh, so what was the thing? What's it's, the rule? It's the old one. It's first pet and street you lived on. Uh, first pet, first street. You can't use a number street. Oh, then how am I supposed to, so then how am I supposed to do it? <laughs> well, so do mine it. would be Noodles Amigo. Noodles Amigo? Noodles Amigos. Okay, got it. Noodles Los Amigos. <laughs> Well, let's, uh, let's check in on Siri and see how this has affected her. 
Noodles <laughs> is not a good name for a porn star. Noodles? Yeah, especially especially uh especially a male porn star. Taffy Sherman plays. Taffy's pretty good though. <laughs> Taffy Sherman. <laughs> Who the fuck has an animal named Sherman? No, that's the street name. Oh yeah. The, the Taffy. Taffy was the dog. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> that was the dog. Now, if I wanted to go with the cat and the other street, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be Claudiata. 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 I was like, what all the porn stars have. Well, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> all right. Anyway, she says, well, since like Pornhub just lost their payment processing ability, most of my work comes from OnlyFans. And everything about my workday is centered around making sure that that stays as reliable as possible. And one of the more fun things that I do on OnlyFans is I offer dick ratings. Dick ratings. Mm -hmm. mm. I started doing it because I got tons of requests from guys like, <laughs> Rate <laughs> my dick. Dun, dun, dun. I wish I had music, um, but it's okay. Next do time. It again? Just do it again. Yeah, we'll try it again here. All right, so let's do Rate my dick. And I was like, excuse me? You want me to look at your dick and then rate it? Aw. <laughs> Aw, it's so cute. Well, the thing that I sell the most of are video dick ratings. Yes. And so this is just me literally filming myself on my phone. I never look at their actual dick pic until the moment that I'm actually filming the rating video. She's a professional, likes to stay in the moment, yes. apparently. We see her filming a dick rating video. All right, first wiener of the day. <laughs> Hello there. Um, I don't know your real name. <laughs> this comes from Monster 61716 But I hope you're having a good day so far. I've got your dick pic pulled up in front of me, and you have a nice-looking dick. Nice. <clears throat> like, I can't get a sense of, like, scale from this. I think it looks like it's about average, maybe slightly smaller than average, but then, like, probably average girth or maybe even bigger than average girth. You have a great dick. It's ample-sized. It looks very nice. A well-taken-care-of dick. I can tell that you put some effort into your grooming. It looks very well-moisturized as well. It's like reminiscent of a really big banana. It looks like you have a pretty good-sized dick, from what I can tell here. This is onto another dick here. Yeah. And you definitely have, like, super prominent dick veins. It looks like it's a good size. All right, super prominent dick veins, opening Coachella. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, guys. You, I can tell that you're circumcised and you have nice balls. And, you know, that's enough for me to feel a very confident 7 out of 10. And I hope you're happy with that rating. Now she's on to another dick. Well, that's a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh. So excellent job there. It's like uh, Dave Portnoy rating pizza. Pretty much. Oh, there's another cock. You got to take one lick. Your rating is a solid and quite above average 8 out of 10. I hope you're happy with your dick rating. Thank you so much for being my fan, and I hope you have a great rest of your night, and I'll talk to you soon in my DMs. How much does she charge to rate your dick? I don't know. She doesn't get into pricing. Bullshit. Uh, well, I mean, we do that. We send dick pics, and girls either send us messages whoa, whoa, back or whoa, not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean we? Not to each other. No, what do you mean, I mean we the, send the, ma the male you race? You, no, not <coughs> the male race. Not the male race. Males have Creeps, been known. like you. I've never done it. <laughs> you just only, said we. Only, only when asked, I've, been, I've done it. All right. 
Let's get I'm back. just saying, that's a thing. Let's get back. Here's my cock. Uh-huh. Rate it for Put me. Put it out in the world. If you don't answer, you're rating it a bad rating. If you answer, it's good rating. Let's get back to uh, Yoda Suarez. I want to talk about more about rating dicks. Keep Continue. going. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, creep. All right. Let's check in with Yoda Suarez, uh, Senior VP and General Counsel with Nick Mick. She says, operating a pornographic website like any other social media website, is almost like operating a firecracker factory and not banning smoking. You're creating an explosive situation for the most vulnerable members of our population. The bulk of Pornhub's content was probably completely legal, but they operate on this razor's edge, and that's where the tremendous danger zone for any adult site is. So the biggest law out there right now is the Communications Decency Act, Section 230. Mm -hmm. And that really just provides that if you are an interactive services provider, you are not responsible in any way for what gets published on your website. Right. That's an American thing, though. I don't know how, how, is it the same in Canada? No. No, different. Well, Danny, she says... 230 has become a complete shield of protection for really egregious criminal activity that even when people are being sex trafficked, sold, horrifically abused online, these websites just throw up their hands and say, well, someone else put that on my site. That's not my problem. Unfortunately, they've been very successful. But when court after court was denying these claims on behalf of sex trafficking victims, Congress responded. They passed FOSTA-SESTA. Are you familiar? FOSTA-SESTA. Are you familiar with FOSTA-SESTA? No, I'm getting thirsty. Well, it stands for the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act and Stop Enabling Sex Trafficking Act. Mm. And they said 230 was never intended to shield those who are knowingly profiting off sex trafficking. See, that's a reason to make a fucking acronym. FOSTA-SESTA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fucking long. Yeah, but it's saying the same thing twice and we only need it. Yeah. When yeah. It's once. like two acts put together. Yeah, well, we see a tweet. President Trump officially signs FOSTA-SESTA bill, giving federal and state prosecutors power to pursue websites that host trafficking ads. This will enable trafficking victims to file lawsuits against these sites. Huge victory. I mean, let's be real. Mm -hmm. How much of the porn, like, I know that there's different tastes and all this kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I like just, Scooby-Doo. But, <laughs> you like dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> dick pic reaction videos. But like in reality, like so many of these videos really just go unwatched many times anyway. So it's like, even if they had to get rid of 10 million videos, yeah. would you even notice? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. No, I don't think I would. Because all the shit that I watch is pretty mild. Well, yeah, I think I'm pretty tame too. Yeah. Uh, Mike Stable, he says after Fosta Sesta... There were lots of uh, platforms that said, we don't want to be responsible for this. So you saw Craigslist take down its personal ads and Reddit took down its sex work. Gay. Subreddit. Because if something was missed, if somebody was trafficked, if somebody was actually underage, then suddenly they could be prosecuted. And not just the owner of the platform, but the employees of the platform. And so there was a general silencing. Sex workers in general were deplatformed across the internet. Well, let's meet Allie Knox, a porn performer who says, sex workers had to go back into situations that are not necessarily as safe as it was working online. Sounds like they went back to is the this, set of My Ass is Haunted 24. Yes. Is this <laughs> Ella Knox? E-L-L? 
Is this what? Well, how do you spell her name? Allie Knox. Allie Knox. Yeah. Um, she says there's just crazy amounts of numbers that like 33% had to go back and face domestic violence or go back to their pimp. Oh. And like 72% of us lost our income. Lost a lot of our income. Yeah. Had our income jeopardized. Had our income censored. Had our accounts shut down. Right. Well, we see a tweet from her. This law doesn't work. It has put many people in more vulnerable and unsafe positions, and now the feds can't track the actual criminals because of the limitations that they uh, put in place themselves. She continues, not only did it make it unsafe, it made child traffickers harder to find. That's what the law did. That law is still in place right now. Well, Noelle, she says, when I was in a Pornhub general meeting and the CEO said, what's, what's Sesta Fosta? You imagine coming to work? Say, I think that's the cheese we used for the pasta last time. <laughs> that's the dick fromage <laughs> that I like on the my monkey. The famond. And she says, this is a little infuriating, given that they had made their fortunes out of sex workers and clearly did not bother to give one ounce of interest into their well-being. Sesta Foster really made a dent on how sex workers were able to market themselves online and has influenced more censorship on platforms like Twitter and Instagram. You know, I don't have a problem with this shit getting uh, censored on Twitter and Instagram. I really don't. There's no, a, there's a place for, for pornography, and I might be feeling my ears, but, uh, I, you know, Twitter's a little out of control with this. Well, Section 230 only protects you if you're not an editor. That's why they're trying to go after like Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that and saying that you're not protected by Section 230 because you're curating what can and can't be seen on your platform along with um, promoting certain things and demoting other things. Here's, here's what I'm saying. All, I, don't have a pro, I don't want to ever suppress pornography, right. but I think... When you knowingly go to Pornhub, you know what you're getting into. If you know knowingly click on X hamster, whatever yeah. your jack site is, Zamster. you know what it's going to be. I don't think most people, including myself, want to get on Twitter and stumble onto something. Yes, it is. So all, all, all you need to do is have a disclaimer, which we've seen a lot of websites yeah. do, saying NSFW. Yeah. All you got to do is throw the NSFW, and I got no problem with your, well, they your do. jack. No, they don't. Not on Twitter. On Twitter, they do. Dude, I've been on Twitter before. Well, there's definitely some some ways around it, but there's a there's, there's an option that like can force it a little better. I think. Also, okay, but, but here's but, the thing. But no, you are right. Like you can go onto a random hashtag. Yeah. And like, because I go on Twitter at work all the time. Yeah. And I'll just be like random hashtag and just see dick and balls. Right. And that's my point. Yeah. I don't want to have it's, to go into the settings to figure out what that yeah, button is to set. It's a little annoying. And when I say we, I'm really just talking about my mother. I don't have a problem with right, any of this. Right, right, right. But my fear is that my mom's going to see something one day. Well, stop following like, gay porn fucking accounts, dude. What the hell, man? Anyway, let's move on. Your algorithm's telling you something. Uh, it's not. It was like ser- I was searching a hashtag as well. Yeah. Um, what was the hashtag? I don't know. Something about bunnies. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, there you go. Fucking snow bunnies. It was probably something related to that. Anyway. Snow bunnies is a porn thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's black men fucking white girls. News to me. Snow bunnies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Siri doll. She says it used to be a lot easier to get new fans on social media, but after Foster Sesta, the shadow banning got so bad that I can't even really reliably tell my fans that I'm on the internet via those websites. I have a couple of Instagram accounts. 
It's very common. I have backups. Yeah. But my main account with the most number of followers is shadow banned. Yeah. So no one can find me by searching my name. They show this. She right. ter- types in her name and yeah. it's like it doesn't come up. You have to type in exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, if you're interested, <laughs> listeners and Dave, get your pen. It's therealsiri.ps. Ah. In case you want to follow Siri doll. Faster, sasta. Don't you wanna faster, sasta? She continues. There's no way for anyone to find me on Instagram. They must already know I'm on there or be following me. Right. Uh, and it's totally expected that if I post a photo of me in a bikini or a tank or a skirt, uh, like a non-sex worker would post on their Instagram, it would be fine. Like if I post it, it gets flagged as soliciting. Even if I don't put a caption that says anything on there. And it's not just social media. The financial institutions have a really impressive amount of power over the porn industry to a degree that most consumers of porn don't realize it. They're just a whole, excuse me, really long laundry list of terminology that you cannot use. I didn't know this. And some of it is very sensical. A lot of it are words that would imply any type of lack of consent, but a lot of it is very queer phobic, like fisting. Fisting is not allowed. I cannot put the word fisting on OnlyFans. Right. Pegging is not allowed. Well, it's funny because OnlyFans started off just like as one of those, like a gaming site, <laughs> like a like they're trying to be like a competitor to Twitch. And boy, did they strike gold. Well, but her response is, it's because someone that's an executive at MasterCard has a fear of things in his butt. Aw. That's not true. There isn't a guy at MasterCard that can just make a call. There are what we call uh, board directors that say, we want to stay in business and we want to process your smut. Yeah. But we can't be associated with the word fisting now, or look, pegging. Now, these fucking MasterCard executives probably love to get pegged and fisted because they have so much fucking money and can pay for it in secrecy, uh-huh. not like the rest of us. Right. Okay? Right. But I don't think it's because MasterCard executives fear right. anything from their butt. They right. fear the bottom line. Right. That's what they're concerned about. Yes. And, and, and to be fair, you know... I'm sure these boards are full of people who are can be scumbags too and like have a certain number of have a certain amount of sway that they can throw around their cocks or their fucking tits in the in, in the company and get things done. I don't I don't doubt that. Yeah. But let's be real here. You ever been fisted? Uh, <laughs> um no nah, man. You ever been pegged? Nah man. Never even thought about. It. I've barely had a like a fingernail in my asshole. That's it for me. It's gone to the, I think as much as the first fold. Yeah. That's you can get, about, you can get one knuckle in my, my bong and then I'm like, I'm good. You, when you use the word knuckle, it yeah. makes, it makes people think you're going all the way up to the main knuckle. Buddy, check the That's oil. That's a whole finger. Check the oil all you want, <laughs> but don't change it. Okay. That's my motto. Well, the, okay. uh, yeah, the, um, I, it's the nail. Oh, well, if they have nails, I can't do it. All right. And usually dudes don't have nails, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) On to Noel. The increased censorship online means that these models have to rely again on studios, on bigger platforms like Pornhub, on management to grow their audience. Siri says, if I didn't have stable income from OnlyFans, I would be back in a place where I might have to consider accepting shoot requests 
from companies that I haven't worked for before that maybe I don't trust or I question their, you know, set environment. I'm guessing she's big on quality craft services. Um, and so after seeing the fallout of Pornhub, having their payment processing capabilities banned, I think me and just about everyone I know in the industry was like, oh no, OnlyFans. Well, a reporter pipes in and says OnlyFans is a website which is basically built on sex and models and performers have been able to charge for nude imagery. Well, now the group says as of October 1st, they are phasing out sexually explicit content. And that only lasted <laughs> till October 2nd. Do you realize how fucking crazy the CEO must have been to pull this off? To I'm try? sure they, look, here's the thing though too, what's crazy to me is like these fucking <clears throat> companies like they make a conscious effort. Like they, I don't understand how do you go into a meeting and come out of that meeting or write a press release talking about how you're essentially like, you know, the statistics, you know, how many people are. So I if think, you ban the thing that makes you the most money, it makes me wonder what kind of company you really are. First of all, like, are, do you have an agenda? Well, they're a private or, company to my knowledge. I, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like, is it a, is it a company that just has an agenda or is it a company that is trying to make money? You want my take on this? Go ahead. I think the that Nick Mick yeah. or somebody Pressure. high in the church got to him. Uh -huh. and, like to this one guy. Yep, and brainwashed him and convinced him this was the the like the thing you have to do to save society. They probably drugged him. Okay. And then after he put out the statement, they probably it's released like a, whoever that they'd held hostage and ransomed. And like a hamster in the butt. Everybody came back, and he was like, "Oh my god, what did I just do?" It's possible, I but I, I think that um, yeah, like uh, again, I, they didn't originally start as a porn porn site. Sure, they did, and maybe well, okay, according to them, uh -huh. but. Uh, maybe, and maybe it's not their true passion. They're like, I, I don't need to be censoring this kind of shit all day. Like, Buddy, this is not what I want. You just to do. said it. True passion. Everybody's true passion is the bottom line when you're in business. Like, he woke the fuck up. Like, the, yeah. Or it was all a ruse uh, for reasons unknown. It was just a, maybe it was just Honey, a I tried. Honey, I tried. Don't fucking yeah, yeah. leave me in the kids. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, well it's a, yeah. Go on. Mike Stable. He says, so after Visa and MasterCard stopped working with Pornhub, MasterCard came out with new regulations. And basically it said, if you're going to be an adult site that processes with us, any piece of content that is on your site, whether you create it or a user uploads it, needs to have a chain of paperwork, which for the adult industry was something we had already done. But the regulations that MasterCard put on were quite vague. So reporter, only fans founder says unfair. Banks gave him no choice but to ban porn. Yeah. Well, Siri says, immediately I went into crisis management mode because I was like, I don't know where my money's going to come from from one month to the next. Yeah. So uh, Wolf Hudson, remember our, our male performer? Yep. He says, they have tried to model themselves as something other, but everyone knows OnlyFans is a porn site, period. Um, again, so yeah, I don't know what their origin story was. It's always been porn to my knowledge. Right. Uh, Mike also says when only fans got shot down, sex workers were prepared. You know, we had spent months talking with them about section two thirty. We'd spent months talking with them about banking discrimination and the censorship powers of the credit card companies. Yep. So when only fans happen, people were ready to speak out. 
Well, Cherry DeVille says, even though a massive percentage of their platform is made up of sex workers and sexual content, they almost decided that eliminating all of that would be more profitable than eliminating credit card processing. And that's why we need Bitcoin. Probably. So that these fucking dirty companies that control our lives can't do this shit to us. Or if we want their dirty fucking material, we have yeah. a way to pay for it. Exactly. And still be able to type in search words Fuck like yeah. fisting and yeah. pegging. See, they, they, I hate that they use like uh, they use the guise of human trafficking and all that shit to pass uh, despotic bills like this. Well, Mike Stable says, I think that if they had play, it had played out like um, it played out with Pornhub, OnlyFans wouldn't have been able to switch back. Uh, we hear a reporter, OnlyFans doing a total 180, scrapping plans to ban sexual explicit material. The decision coming less than a week after <laughs> its original announcement. They completely did a 180, Siri says. Never mind, we're not banning adult content. We've suspended that rule. Look which at is the like, backlash. Okay, that's good. Uh, that was a big scare. I'm relieved. Uh, but also, what the hell? Yeah. Must have been a brutal week around that office, by Man, the way. Man, I mean, you got to <laughs> know what's going to happen. Everybody's going to fucking hate you, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Noel says the direct conflation of sex trafficking and sexual exploitation with pornography harms everyone involved. It harms people who are looking to consume porn in a healthy way, like me, yes. cosplay style. Yeah. and Or to get healthy. Therapeutically, yeah. yes. <laughs> hey, did I, you, I told you this story before. Um, I have prostatitis. Uh, does that mean like you're, what's that mean? It means, well, here's the thing. Enlarged prostate? No, not enlarged. Your prostate's a sponge. Okay. okay. So basically. Your soaks up cum. Correct. <laughs> and if you don't um, jack enough, ah. it can get backed up. Ah. And when it gets backed up, ah. it'll slowly uh, drain through what I believe is called the, uh, the vase de France. Oh. Or penile cavity. Cool. I'm not a biology major. Vols the frogs. I can't remember. But it's very painful when it occurs. Mm -hmm. So Blue balls. No. It feels like you're pissing razor blades. Right. So the point is, I walk into my doctor's office, and they give me an antibiotic, and they're like, you know, this is what you're going to have to take if this comes back. And um, I was like, well, what are my other options? And he's like, you jacking? Yeah. Like, Healthy jack sesh. <laughs> I'm like... Doc. <laughs> personal, personal, a little personal. Yeah, I'm like, we're getting a little personal. And he's like, how many times a day are you jacking? I'm like, a day? <laughs> I don't jack every day. Who jacks every day? I do. <laughs> okay. And then a buddy of mine was like, wait a minute, you don't jack every day? And I'm like, absolutely not. Almost every day. I'm too busy. And he's like, well, Before how long can you go in between jacks? This is my doctor. He's not clinically saying jacks. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's... <laughs> But I'm like, I don't know. He's using if I'm the really busy, yeah. He's using the N word. How many times do you bait? <laughs> he's being super clinical about baiting. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, look, Doc, I, I, you know, he's like, he's like, just give me a number. He's like, what's the longest you've gone without baiting? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe a month. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I get busy. Pull your tap, pull your pants on right now and get <laughs> right now. I want to watch you. So anyway, let me show you how it's done. He prescribed me jacking, and then he was like, <laughs> "I know if he did, he give you a prescription." <laughs> <laughs> you go to the fucking CVS, like, uh, "Sir, this is just a reminder to masturbate more." I thought maybe you could uh, help me with that. Well, 
he also said, or we can bring you in for therapeutic masturbatory sessions. And I said, excuse me? <laughs> oh, okay. And I go, at this point, I think he's hitting on me. Okay. And I go, okay, what's the, <laughs> what's, what are we really trying to do? And he's like, no, it's covered by your insurance. <laughs> what? And I go, what <laughs> are you talking about? And he's like, we just hook you up. And each session's about like 40 minutes long. And you get milked? They milk you, bro. No. Mm -hmm. How does, how, how? 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 They put it in your butt. Oh. So it goes in your ring oh, no. and it massages your <laughs> prostate. Oh my God. And it milks you. It's a machine. Oh my God. It's a fucking machine. You gotta try it. No, you don't. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, me like, I got therapy today. I'm gonna be an hour late. What are you doing, Jack Therapy? <laughs> I can just imagine like you not knowing <laughs> like any of this is happening. You're like, Dude, they're going to fucking milk me. I might do it just for, to write the bed. <laughs> he's, uh, you just come right away. I don't, he said it was 30 to 40 minute session. Oh my God. So I don't know how it works. I didn't really hang out and get the details. <laughs> he showed me a picture of the machine. No. Yeah, and I was like, super um, invasive. I'm like, I'm he's good. trying to sell them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, every time he writes a Jack prescription on the machine, he probably Jack gets a kickback. Jack script. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go. Anyway. Um, so um, it's time for Siri to get back to work. So we <sighs> see her on set with a porn director. <laughs> We're like, how are you doing? She's like, I'm good. And we're like, well, welcome to set. And Noel says, Don't mind the smell. In, <laughs> uh, budgets are tight. Uh, granola bars might be a little stale. Yeah. Uh, she says, in order for it to be pornography, it has to be consensual. Otherwise, it is documentation of sexual abuse. And mm. that's what it is. And that's why Cosby never did porn. Correct. He did pudding pops. Yeah. There's no such thing as a non-consensual sex. It's rape. There is no such thing as a non-consensual pornography. It is rape. Yeah. Well, we see Siri. She's sitting down with these people. And, um, you know, Bree's like, could we take a series of that is a hot series and kind of just get a Trojan horse, some important uh, points of influence in the story so that when people watch it, they think, oh, man, I watched this really hot scene. Uh, but the fact that the characters talked about consent beforehand, you know, isn't that the best form of foreplay? Um, and doesn't that make the whole scene that much better? I've never encountered this in porn. Uh, I would assume consent is hot. So yeah. <clears throat> uh, crew member, all right, uh, everybody, welcome back to set. Uh, this is the yes list. We're at secrets three, take nine. Marker, soft sticks, and action. Soft sticks. Um, don't, don't get caught with that nickname. No. Siri is in the middle of an MFM. You know what that is. Uh, male motherfucking. Female. <laughs> male, female, male scene. And she says, well, I think first I'd like to tell both of you what I'm into. And Johnny Hill, he's on set. He says, okay, let's hear it. Well, first thing is I'm totally fine with spanking or slapping, but just a little more gentle if it's anywhere other than my ass, you know? Uh, Johnny's like, sure. Siri's so like, I actually like it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he was slapping my nose, though. It was <laughs> well, weird. It's funny you mentioned that. She says, I actually like it if I could just get a little bit of a, a face slap. Yeah. You know, if it comes in the moment, you feel it, you know? And Johnny's like, I want you to want it. So if you want it, we'll give it to you. Uh, what about you guys, Johnny? 
my girlfriends have only just wanted me to wash the dishes. She's like, I want you to want to wash the dishes. Johnny? Well, I like to a good sensual. Well, I like to. No, they're going to do Carson. No, I like a good sensual makeout session. What about you, Wolf? What do you like? Um, you mind helping her with that? And I like putting my head on her, my foot on her head. Um, uh, Johnny, or excuse me, Wolf says, I love kissing. I love touching. These guys are full of shit. I love my neck being played with. Uh, Wolf, I don't like to be choked. Uh, <laughs> Siri's like finger in the butt. Siri's like, I like to be choked. I'm just going to throw that out there, you know? Okay. Um, so you, Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you do. I do. Okay. Well, um, Okay, but I will not choke. No one chokes Wolf, okay? He made that clear. He doesn't like to be choked. No one choke Wolf. Uh, no choking, no slapping. Mm. Um, so Siri says, if the attack on porn continues on the path that it's currently on, it's like, it's not just an attack on porn. It's an attack on women's sexuality. It's an attack on queer sexuality. It's an attack on people being able to express themselves openly, especially online. Uh, remember Natasha Dreams? Yeah. I know it's a dark demon, our industry, but I don't think it's as dark as they portray it. And no one that's judging me for what I'm doing for work was there for me when I had bad days. Right. Well, Noelle says, oh my God, I'm so excited. The big moment. She's back with Gwen. Now she's just doing baddie days. Um, and Natasha's there as well. And Natasha says, if it wasn't for porn, like I wouldn't be alive. And Gwen says, it's a little hyperbolic, I feel like. Thank you. Thank you. All the women cheer Gwen. You just want to have a $5,000 purse. Gwen says, thank you. I think a lot of people who were calling for the downfall of Pornhub didn't realize what that meant. I think they just wanted the website deleted and they thought, check mark. This is great. We did it. We got rid of this material. While I do agree that Pornhub did not do a good enough job of helping those victims, the illegal content exists on every website. Eh, I don't know about that. So if we are mm. saying that all the websites should go down, like that's not stopping the videos from happening. That's not fixing the issues. She really sounds like a politician here. Yeah. That's just going to keep happening on different websites. So it's an exhausting fight because realistically, those people don't care about the victims. They just care about getting the porn industry to be as small as possible. They do not want us thriving. Yeah. Well, we hear an award show presenter. And now the winner of, of the, the fourth, BBWs. The fourth annual Pornhub Award. Yeah. Top BBW performer. Yeah. Gwen Adora. That was fixed. Exactly my point. Dana Pinter from Nicosi. We live our lives every day knowing that we can do whatever we want. We can't. My free <laughs> speech and my freedom ends where your nose begins, right? I can't punch you in the face because I want to. And we understood that in the physical world. We need to apply that to the internet world. And uh, Yota Suarez of Nick Mix says, there needs to be a carve out for child sexual abuse material, the images and the videos, the 70,000 a day that we get reported to Nick Mick. But at its root, this is an internet problem. 
The fact that companies can, with impunity, decide not to regulate content, can decide not to undertake voluntary measures, can decide not to take customer complaints about content, and can simply allow the content to proliferate right now with no legal ability by anybody to seek any change in that. And that's the internet. That's not Pornhub. Yeah. Siri doll. We're back to her uh, set. Doll. Can I watch you guys make out? Johnny, you want us to kiss? She's like, yeah, fuck. And then I just turned it off. Is it Johnny Sins? <laughs> no, it was Johnny Hill. And Wolf oh, yeah, Hudson. Johnny Hill. Yeah. I fast forwarded when the guys were making out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> just not my thing. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't care. Mike uh, Stable. There are plenty of cultural fields around pornography and sex that might lead someone to say, you know what? This isn't my battle. What people don't realize is porn is traditionally the canary in the coal mine of free speech. And so anytime there's a crime, anytime a bad actor uses a platform, it's incumbent on that platform to look and say, how can we prevent this in the future? What other things can we do? Hmm. It shouldn't be that we need to shut down all communication to prevent any crime from ever possibly happening because that ends a sort of society yep that's how the movie ends oh the documentary a couple of notes um we find out propaganda to me but okay go on we find out in february 2022 a judge ruled that the claims of michael bowe's 34 client um suit could not be tried collectively none of oh except for serena flighties she's the only plaintiff in the case yeah danny pinner continues to pursue mind geek in court She also filed a lawsuit against Twitter for allegedly distributing child sexual abuse material. And in June 2022, Ferris Antoon and David Silo resigned as executives of MindGeek. They remain owners of the company with Bernd (laughs) Bergmayr. Of course. Uh Uh-huh. Why would they... Here's the thing. Yeah. Why the fuck show up to work anyway? Why? Exactly. Come on, What is the point? I guess you got to pay somebody millions of dollars. No, you don't. I guess you really don't. It's September 2022. It's got to have a CEO. Yeah, Stay home and Jack. Jack. Okay. You earned it, buddy. You yeah. won. Yeah. But you're not a good public speaker. No. Hire somebody to be a good public speaker. Oh, End of the day. It's crazy how they just, yeah. Okay. In September 22, Pornhub's Instagram account was permanently banned for reportedly violating Facebook terms of service. And porn performers still can't sell their content on Pornhub. Oh, really? Yeah, so think about that every time you Wait, choose what? to. Yeah, every time you choose to jack, you might want to consider going to an OnlyFans if you want to give these uh, sex workers. Oh, so, well, okay, hold on. That's, that's not being 100% straightforward, though, because Pornhub has their people, though. They have, like, because they have premium content. Yeah, of course. Porn, porn, so it has to be, like, so it's, so it's not, like... They don't allow. They don't allow like live cam stuff. Is what you're saying? It says porn performers still can't sell their content on Pornhub. Huh. Interesting. I guess it must just be like a company <laughs> thing. Here, weird. Well, I've got oh, okay. I've got a couple of notes that I want to wrap up with. Um, we talked about this earlier. Um, as of tw- this is a 2009. Three of the largest pornographic sites: the RedTube, YouPorn, and Pornhub. Uh, which collectively made up 100 million unique visitors. I don't know where X Hamster follows falls in there. Yeah. Um, 
this is, I remember this happening. Do you remember in June 2015, Pornhub announced that it was going to make a pornographic film featuring real life sex in space named Sexplorations? Mm-mm, didn't. Well, yeah, I remember this. At the time, the site hoped to launch the mission. Oh, into like the ISS or something? They were going to try to go into space. Oh, I do remember. Yeah. Like they were going to try to use governmental uh, uh, equipment. And then they're like, no, we yeah. can't do that. Um, but they actually tried to crowdfund this through Indiegogo um, and were trying to seek $3.4 million. So um, if it had been funded, the film would have been slated for a 2016 release following six months of training for two performers and a six-person crew. Ooh, sounds like fun. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Can we get that... Space, uh, dude. Can we get that cum shot to f- travel a little faster? Dude. <laughs> Fucking cum bubbles. It's space! Actual cum bubbles. <laughs> yep. Cum sphere. I wasn't aware of this. Uh, in February 2016, Pornhub launched a casino, an online casino powered by Betsoft Endorphina. Um. So I never knew that you could gamble on any of these sites. Mm, like, what do you, just regular old gambling? I'm assuming like slots and all that this kind of This was kind of a point that I was going to get to earlier uh, yeah. that I never got to, which was, in the end, if like, if it's so easy for an offshore company to do shit like this, mm-hmm. then typically, like, it's really easy for, like, typically... Your politicians are shitty enough to start allowing it to happen in this country. Like, like for example, if if like a, a company like X Videos or something, like uh, there's so much regulation behind it that like they're forced to close down and like an, and go to like an offshore something or other. Typically, countries figure out a way to like make it work so that that company stays in that country. They, they and like do. this happens with gambling. That's <clears throat> right. why we're seeing more right. gambling happening in the United States now, right. like in New York and shit like right. that. We'll get to that because I have some notes on that a nice. little bit. Um, this is interesting. In October 2017, Vice President Corey Price announced that Pornhub would use computer vision and artificial intelligence software to identify and tag videos on the website with information about the performers yeah. and sex acts. That probably that probably came about for moderators and stuff too. They're like, all right, this is a, probably a 15-year-old. They're using AI to like check CP. Yeah. Um, in 2019, the official Girls Do Porn channel, <laughs> verified by Pornhub, was removed from the site. It was at the time the 20th largest channel on the website. Um, on October 10th, 2019, the two owners of girls do porn along with two employees were arrested on three counts of sex trafficking by force, fraud, and coercion after a civil lawsuit was filed in July. The channel was removed a week afterwards. Um, but additionally videos could still be found, uh, unofficially on Pornhub's website. Have you ever heard of the internet watch foundation, the IWF? Yep. Okay. Well, they found 118 instances of child sex abuse material between 2017 and 2019. Doesn't seem like a whole lot, but it no, is. No, it seems like a tiny amount. Hmm. Um, and of course, um, they had that removed. But it's uh, just like so much. Like uh, this is also kind of what they did in Russia too, right? This is this is crazy. So they figured out that like their shit was being inundated with too much porn. And then they started allowing like all their uh, 
like a dash cam because you weren't allowed to upload dash cam videos and stuff like long formatted bullshit. So now it inundated their internet with dash cam videos and kind of swept out all the porn in their in their like cycles. It's interesting uh, little uh, story I heard about it. Anyway, continue. Um, <laughs> this article also. So what we need in this country are more dash cam videos. Makes sense. Um, in 2023, a tool developed by Meta Platforms called Take It Down was released. Participating platforms, including Pornhub, agreed to remove non-consensual images or videos that users flag with the tool. Who knows what it costs to use that tool? Yeah. But that's interesting to note. Also participating uh, with Take It Down are OnlyFans, Facebook, Yubo, and Instagram. The program relies on users uploading hashes of images and cannot identify edited versions of the image. Identify <coughs> edited versions of the image. Um, what, is it, wait, what does that mean? I Can don't re know. Repeat that last. Yeah, of course. Repeat that again. The program lies, relies on users uploading hashes of images. Oh, oh, it can't do it on its own. It's just like cataloging. Oh, that's bullshit. That was like a, there was a, um, anyway, there was a scene from us, uh, from Silicon Valley where it's like, Okay, he just uh, he, he thought that the app could like verify food because it's like a okay, uh, but it's just all it can verify is if it's a hot dog or not a hot dog. Oh, but then they applied that technology to for um for porn filters so that they can like uh, or like Twitter filters so that they can like uh hash out all the dicks and it's like if it's a dick. You take it out, and if it's not a dick, then it stays in. And they use that for the, the same hot dog or not hot dog technology. You want to hear about the non-pornographic content? Uh, not really, but okay. Well, Pornhub users have often uploaded non-pornographic yeah. content to the site, including posts of Hollywood films. Yep, DMCA oh. stuff. Under the belief that copyright DMCA. holders would be less likely to look for uploads yep. on yep. Pornhub. Uh, as opposed to like YouTube. I watched the James Franco roast on Pornhub. I missed it. It's pretty funny. Um, these videos often have double entendre titles resembling porn films, such as pirate recordings of the music Hamilton, listed as revolutionary boys get dirty on American politics. Uh, Clip from okay. the anima animated film Puss in Boots, listed as hardcore pussy gets wrecked. It's hilarious. <laughs> I like compilations of esports events tagged as a gangbang. <laughs> and Ryan Creamer videos, which feature comedic videos with sexual titles. Huh. Uh, in March 2020, Pornhub premiered uh, Lilia's Weintraub documentary Shakedown, which chronicles a black lesbian strip club of the same name in Los Angeles. Hmm. The film streamed on the service through March before being released via Criterion Channel. Brand director Alex Klein stated that the film's premiere on Pornhub was part of a larger, larger general commitment Pornhub has to supporting the arts. This is interesting. Copyright infringement claims. This goes back to 2010. Uh, Mansif Inc. and Interhub, the then owners of Pornhub, were sued by the copyright holding companies of the pornographic film production company Pink Visual, Ventura Content, for the copyright infringement of 95 videos on websites, including Pornhub, KeysMovies.com, ExtremeTube, and TubeBait. Hmm. According to Ventura Content, the four to Sounds like a porn 
porn thing you, from, the sounds va- like, from the valley. It sounds to me like somebody from the 70s yeah. who had this shit in yeah. like film. Yeah. And they were like, you jacked our shit. And they were like, uh, they, the 45 videos were streamed tens of millions of times. Yeah. And they claimed the piracy threatened the entire adult entertainment industry. The suit was settled in October 2010. And the terms remain confidential. Oh. The parties agreed that the site operators would implement digital fingerprint filtering on their sites. Porn 2.0 sites such as these are seen as posing notable competition for paid pornographic websites and traditional magazine and DVD-based pornography. Oh, is it? This is cute, too. In July 2021, Pornhub launched Classic Nudes, an interactive guide of classic art from major institutions Uh as a means to help museums recover from the financial toll of the pandemic. Sounds like bullshit. However, (laughs) the Louvre... Uffizi Gallery and Museo del Prado sued Pornhub for copyright infringement, claiming that the museums had never granted authorizations for the operations of the use of art. They were fucking trotting out fucking old Baroque fucking titties and shit. And they were like, can't even show. Apparently not. What? Apparently not. That shit's not like, that's crazy. You can't even show a picture. But uh, also, I wonder, like, damn, so like, you can't even, I guess you're right. I guess you can't even sell a picture of the Mona Lisa. No, apparently you not. Can't. That's crazy. No, um, here's some mal- malvertising information. Uh, okay. Let's get X hamsters coming in here, buddy. Zamster. In, <laughs> in 2014, <laughs> researcher Conrad Longmore, <laughs> likely name, Mom saying, found that advertisements played by the sites contained malware programs. Oh, yeah. Which well, is, we know that. We do? Tell us about it, Dave. The advertisements? Yeah, they're you click on it. You click on it, it takes you to a fucking website that downloads bullshit on your uh, shit? Okay. That's what happens. Well, they said that Pornhub... And that's why you need Sandboxy. They said Pornhub and X-Hamster posed the greatest threat. And in 2017... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so which two? Pornhub and Zamster have the two worst uh, ad maliciousness? Correct. Interesting. But here's the thing, though, too. Both those sites have two of the best, like, filtering systems of not opening... You got yourself a real catch-22, don't you, buddy? Like... (laughs) No, but because like okay, in order for you to actually click on the ad, uh-huh. it's much more difficult because you can skip it after a couple seconds. If you misclick the skip, I get that. Mm-hmm. But all these other sites, like as soon as you join them, they fucking pop up, like they just come up on your screen. Okay. Versus like these, you have to like actually click on something. Sounds like you got to take it up with Conrad Longmore. Today. Yeah, man, I'm gonna have to call up mr mower uh here's some products i weren't wasn't aware of pornhub features virtual reality videos fuck yeah baby yeah that allow 360 viewing for premium customers so you pay for this service i don't but i know people who have and i've watched it one time with the headset on Uh uh-huh somebody else's headset it was a little weird but um it is a little odd like when you look down at your pekka and you see somebody else's nice big black cock <laughs> no but uh yeah Japeka. It's, yeah pekka Japeka. it's my pekka yeah Japeka. um i didn't even know about this in 2015 they announced well hold on real quick though yeah. also they have like shitty uh common versions of the virtual reality which is like it's just like a thing that you put on your phone and you turn your phone on 
and it's got two pictures and then you put on these special things that let you put up the like the uh the the, the phone the phone to, to your the, eyes yeah it's like a fake version of it's like a little cardboard thing yeah you could put it on it's but, cardboard but yeah it's cardboard <laughs> oh my it's God. like it's like cardboard yeah and how much did your friends spend on this <laughs> no no it's, it's you could get them like well they have them like when you go to uh like if you go uh, to uh, Six Flags, uh -huh. there are certain rides that you can ride with like the virtual thing, and it's the same ride. You're doing it. You let it like syncs it up, and you put it on. With so your you phone. get on Batman Returns with your and own there's phone. A black dick on the roller coaster. <laughs> what am I missing here? <laughs> no, never mind. Let's just continue. Okay. In 2015, Pornhub announced a planned wearable device called the Wank Band. Cool. You ever try it? I don't even know what it is. Probably well, not. I'll tell you what I've it is. I've never tried any of those archaic it, things. It's it's 2015. It's a wristband that stores kinetic energy archaic. during male masturbation yeah. and then can then be used to charge devices. Oh, pretty smart. <laughs> so pretty smart. As of how many how many strokes <laughs> would it take to run this fucking microwave, dude? <laughs> Dad, we need more strokes. As of twenty, as of twenty twenty, Pornhub's website says that the product is in development. Cool. Um, VPN Hub. In May twenty eighteen, Pornhub launched a VPN service known as VPN Hub, a free service that huh. offers a paid ad free version. Okay. Operated. I'm looking into VPN, so I might okay. get that one. Well, it's operated out of Cyprus, the country. It, yep. Oh boy. Um, that isn't. That's not too. Promising, I guess. It says VPN Hub claims a no logging policy, but this has been questioned by a reviewer based on their actual practices surrounding advertiser data. My asshole also has a no logging policy. <laughs> okay. Not only from the diarrhea, but also from, okay. from no ass play. Got it. Except a finger now. Except a finger. Um, well, let's give Pornhub their kudos. They have been involved in some philanthropy. Mm -hmm. uh, Brie Olson promoted Pornhub's breast cancer awareness campaign and then died from AIDS. No, she she <laughs> no, she's still alive, but she, I think she has. Oh, no, 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 no. Martin, Martin Sheen fucked her. Martin Sheen? Martin Charlie Sheen. Martin Charlie Sheen. Charlie yeah. Sheen. A little respect her. for Martin. <laughs> all right? Right, right. Charlie Sheen <laughs> fucked her, and Charlie Sheen has AIDS, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's got tiger blood, so everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, and she's got prep. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, they introduced this event um, with the introduction of the boob bus, uh, which offered free breast exams for passersby, <laughs> as well as as well as teaching self examination <laughs> techniques at home. Uh, Save the boobs was a campaign uh, a campaign they run, and for every thirty views viewed in Pornhub's big tit or small tit category in the month of October. The website offered a donate to donate a penny Yay. to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Now, here's where they went wrong: if they would have gone uh, big naturals, yeah, instead of small tit, yeah, and big tit, yeah, they would have cleaned up. Yeah, um, remember that scene from Office Space? Yo, man, the 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 breast the breast commercials on again. The breast exam commercials on again. <laughs> he knocks on the wind, knock, knocks on the wall. Well. They did all right. They got a total of 74 million videos watched, equaling approximately 24,000 in donations, which Pornhub subsequently tripled to 75 grand. Um, so that went to the Eileen Stein Jacoby Fund and Cancer Sucks charity. Uh, do you know about uh, their Arbor Day 2014 promotion? Uh, it was a week-long environmental... Oh, Arbor Day's big in uh, Canada. Well, here's what they did. They launched a week-long environmental campaign called Pornhub Gives American Wood. Yay! <laughs> we're punny. 
Uh, so of course you have the Pornhub Awards, which this doc touched on very briefly. The inaugural Pornhub Awards was held on 6 September 2018 at the Blasco Theater in LA. Kanye West was creative director. Oh. At the event, West Dude. debuted the music video for his song, I Love It. Huh. The second annual show was held at the Orpheum Theater. <laughs> Orpheum. Uh-huh. And Bad Orpheus. Bunny headlined. And hey, then, is Bad Bunny a girl or a guy? I don't know. Uh, it sounds like some, um, uh, what do you call it? Which one's Cash Me Outside? That's a girl that was on Dr. Phil. But what's her name? Catch me outside. How about that? No, no, no. no. It's I don't like know her name. Little Bunny? I don't know. Okay. Uh, the fourth show did away with the ceremony, announced winners on 23 March 2022. So <laughs> I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Why is it, and I think Atellos is the one that always says this. Mm -hmm. Why is it like bad for comedians to do the AVNs? Like, why, did they, why does every comedian tell other comedians not to do the AVN I awards? I think that's a fairly new thing because I know several people have done it. And it was I know Tell's done it a bunch of times. It's not as prestigious as it used to be. I can well, tell you I, mean, that. I don't know if it was ever prestigious. <laughs> it was. Hey, if Dave did it, it was fucking cool. I don't know, dude. Dave also did a version of the Gong Show. So Dave also did a show called Dave's Old Porn. Yes, 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 and, yes. And I remember going yes. on set and um, sitting backstage with a few other comments, watching yes. him film that. And we were like, what is this? And it was like as dirty as you think it would be. Yeah. Is it some sh like crappy studio in the valley? Yeah. And we got there and there was just a couch. Uh, and Dave's got a porn star on there you know, interviewing her. And you know what kind of couch? It's like the couch that's bowing in the middle. Oh, yeah. You can barely sit on the edges. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember Dave going on Opie and Anthony and uh, going in the back in the day. Yep. Um, about it. So here's some interesting thought stuff because we were talking about search trends in the beginning on the first episode. Um, <clears throat> Pornhub regularly releases information extracted from its archive of searches in what regions it is most used, female searches vis-a-vis -vis male searches, the most popular search terms by area, etc. cetera. Um, and in the first half of 2017, uh, you want to guess the top search term in 2017? Uh, Asian. And it's hentai. Hentai, hentai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-seven yeah. percent of searchers for gay male porn are women. Mm. That's kind of interesting, don't you think? They, well, that's why gay clubs are probably quite popular. Well, more they, so. And then they release their urine review because it has been done. Uh, urine review. Yep. It has been referred to as the Kinsey Report of our time. What's Kinsey? Kinsey, Kinsey was Kinsey was a sex researcher in the uh, early part of the, uh, the 20th century. He Hell was yeah. one of the um, sex uh, researcher. Yeah, one of the first re sex researchers. I bet uh, he is. There's a great movie um, called Kinsey. Liam Neeson plays. Oh, the title okay. Role. It's definitely sure. worth watching. Uh, according to the research by data scientist Seth Stevens Datavits, 25% of female searches for heterosexual porn on Pornhub involve keywords searching for painful humiliating or non-consensual sex mm -hmm. so what does that say pull a bitch's hair every <laughs> once in a while my point is it's always like oh the guys are such creeps and now we've got 25 percent, you know women searching for this stuff so if you're looking for a creep it's not as hard as you think it's it not is. as hard as you think um one in four okay remember in last week's episode when i mentioned the COVID 19 pandemic when yeah. Pornhub offered porn premium for free, yes, traffic increased by eighteen and one half percent. Oh, that's it. Eighteen and a half percent. That seems pretty low. 
That's a lot, dude. I guess, I mean, it's, yeah, it is a lot. I guess when you have that many million users. Well, let's get on. But to again, the, their website sucks. Let's on wrap, their phone. Let's wrap this up with blocks yeah. and bands. Okay. In 2011, European broadband provider Talk Talk, formerly ah, Talk Talk. Tiscali, Tiscali, received some criticism because its internet filter failed to block Pornhub for over a week. This was <gasps> due to the issue of child internet safety. Oh, no. In January 2013, the Huffington Post commented that CBS refused to air a short commercial for adult-themed Pornhub during the Super Bowl. The 20-second spot, which featured an older couple sitting on a park bench, uh, includes no explicit content. It was rejected by the FCC. Um, Simply just for the website that is promoting? Pretty much. Gay. In 2013, the website was blocked by the Great Firewall in China. Yep. What's the Great Firewall? Something that Google and China uh, created to essentially stop um, VPNs and all mm -hmm. kinds of other ways of getting around their system mm -hmm. and just not, you know, forcing the CCP. Is it to next to the Great Wall? Can you see it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even put those two together. Okay. Uh, in 2014, Pornhub was blocked in Russia because one actress looked too young, leading some viewers to think she was a minor. And Why don't you just check her hands and see if it's got coal on it? In uh, 2017, the government of the Philippines blocked internet users from accessing Pornhub. What else do we have? That was due to a child pornography law. And in 2020, the government of Thailand blocked Pornhub. And in 2022, Instagram, as we mentioned, uh, banned the website entirely and indefinitely. 2022? Yeah, very Jesus. recent. And then, of course... Uh, they must not be playing ball with somebody. December of that year, TikTok did the same thing. Fuck you guys. Yep. And in popular culture, Pornhub makes a prominent appearance in many scenes of the 2013 American romantic comedy film, Don Juan. Who cares? Yeah, who Nobody. gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> More useless facts about Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub Vice President Corey Price explained that one of the film's producers approached the company in March 2012 seeking permission to use the Pornhub brand. Price reviewed the movie's script and granted them permission, mm -hmm. going as far as helping them find clips to use in the movie <laughs> from their content Propaganda. Partners, Brazzers, mofos, digital playground, and twisties. It, it's very funny, though. That's the reason, one of the reasons why I say propaganda, too, is because it does <laughs> sort of seem like the people's tone, especially the way their dialogue comes through in the end, starts off as very, man, these people are meh. And then it's very much like, well, it looks like, you know, after further review, seems like yeah. this shit is all over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, it's like a very defeated tone, it seems like. Or it's like too meant to be rah-rah at the beginning so much. And afterwards, like, yeah, okay, well, obviously we knew. Let me ask you this, Dave. I think we gave this documentary a nice, healthy two-part treatment. Yep. That being said, yep. was this something you would watch? Um, No. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. Tell me why. I probably would last 10, 15 minutes before I turn it off and start jacking. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of a bit. Yeah. This also happens when I watch anything like, um, you know, you, bestiality, you, yeah. not bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking creep. That'd Guess be... <laughs> what? This is our last show together forever. But when I watch buggery, no, but uh, buggery is um, <clears throat> buggery is anal sex with between a man and a woman or vaginal sex with an animal 
Oh, okay. That's the bu- into the definition of buggery. buggery yes. Um, I'm going to give this documentary two out of four dockings. Mm. It is a little wordy. And I felt like that came out today a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah, Uh, Not so much as the previous episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It's worth watching just if you want the dong bit, because you're like, come on, guys. Mr. Dong. Mr. Dong. Mr. Dong was pretty laugh out loud funny. Um, It's not. It's it's fucking boring. Okay. Yeah. Is it really boring? <laughs> yeah, it's boring. Oh. It's not a it's not a great story. It's not compelling. That's why it's fucking propaganda. Yeah, I mean it's it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it the, the the point of this thing is to show that there are two sides to each story. And obviously we have the side that is against child pornography, which is the right side, even though they're funded by crazy people. But then we also right. have to respect the fact that as consumers of porn, we'd be hypocrites to say, get rid of it. This is evil. This is dastardly. Yeah. So I guess the real question is, how do you do this and how do you do it You know, correctly? Right. And that's for them to figure out because I'm just here to jack. Yeah, me too. <laughs> my I'm just trying to jack. <laughs> Sex trafficking ain't my problem. Uh, so that being said... Guys, thank you for joining us. Um, that's a wrap on what it was, episode 44? 44, baby. Um, Dave, if leave you don't mind. Review. Yes, please leave us a review. Uh, join our socials down on the docs on um, uh, Twitter and down on the docs pod on Instagram. And of course, we love your suggestions. So please keep dropping them, whether you're emailing me, whether you're tweeting me, whether you're DMing me, or whether you are Discording me. Yeah. The Discord's a lot of fun, guys. It is a lot of fun. One, uh, I was so sick the last two weeks, I couldn't even put up memes, but they're always in the Discord, yep. and they were fire. I'm gonna so be, thank you, RSB60. I'm going to be uploading a bunch of Chris Neff sound bites to the soundboard. Perfect. Uh, that being said, Dave, take us out with this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor of Down in the Docks is brought to you by Broccoli Farms. Established in 2016 San Diego, California. By cannabis entrepreneur Anthony Bird, Broccoli Farms is a modern take on cannabis brands around the world. By combining by combining new terminology involving cannabis worldwide, Anthony created a cannabis brand that uniquely represents the entire cannabis industry as one. How many times do you get cannabis in that sentence? One more time, cannabis. Uh, Broccoli Farms, the lowest delivery minimum in San Diego. Fair prices and quality products makes Broccoli Farms one of the best deliveries in San Diego for almost a decade. Be sure to mention Down on the Docks podcast for 15% off your next order. Along with FTP gifts and free rewards, Down on the Docks is spelled D-O-C-S at the end over there. Check them out today on Instagram at Broccoli Farms 619. I want sticky strips. We'll get you sticky strips. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.